you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Hi, everybody. This is Melissa. And this is Dane. Yay, we're back together. I've done a lot of interviews lately, so people have been missing you being on here, boo. Yeah, and somehow we're doing this from California. (laughs) Magic, magic, magic. So, yeah, we've had a lot going on. We've got all the horses have their vaccinations and their worming and their test for Cushing's on the new little mini guy, Archer. He has Cushing's and so he had to have his blood drawn, which is traumatic for little guys. And big shout out and thank you to Amanda who helps us out on the ranch and feeds horses and takes good care of them. So she helped with all of that fun stuff this year because the vet couldn't get out before we ducked out well, to California. <laughs> A diabetic medication too, right? He has medication, yeah. He's okay. got he's got a few little issues going on as he's gotten older. You know what that's like? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. you might have a few too. <laughs> I may have to ask the vet about you for sure. (laughs) Dang, yeah. Oh, gosh. So we're out here in Coronado, California. If you've never been to Coronado, it is off of San Diego. There's a big, beautiful bridge called the Coronado Bay Bridge, and it brings you about two and a quarter miles across to an island strait. We look, our place looks out over the Glorietta Bay, very pretty, a lot of boats. We don't have a boat. We're not, we're not boaters. And onto the golf course. Yeah. And onto the Coronado golf course. And we get over here. I think, I say I come over here because it provides incredible contrast to our ranch life. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really cute little bistros and restaurants and all of that. We've never recorded from over here, so right. we had to bring our microphone and all our equipment Maybe to Maybe you could it. tell the, some of the history about the Coronado Bridge, of why it's two and a quarter instead of a mile and one ninth how, or whatever. How, how many years have you and I been together? A long time. A long time. Like yeah. like close to 19 years, yeah. right? Yeah. And am I the person that memorizes details? Like you're married to me. You say you're in love with me. Like, am I the person that would remember the details of that freaking story? Of course. Oh, no, not at all. What we did was we paid a little bit of money each when we first got the place and got a ticket on a sort of tourist tell you about the area bus. And it told Dane this story about this bridge. And so I don't remember all the details of that. There's a reason why it goes way up in the air. And there's a reason why it's got that beautiful curve to it. Yeah. Well, the reason why it goes way up in the air is for the large... U.S. vessels that oh, need to go ships. underneath of it. Yeah, yeah, the ships. Okay. Right. So that it isn't one of those bridges right. that divides in half But I think they that. were going to make like a straight shot, but the straight shot was less than two miles. And if it's less than two miles, then it wasn't going to get federal funding. Oh, that's right. Right. That's right. That's so right. So they ended up making it so they with put the that curve in it. Curve in it. Oh, that was smart, actually. I would have done that. That was yeah, smart. to make it, what, 2.2 miles I think it makes it pretty. And so. then they get federal funding. Yeah, it's blue. And I think it makes it really pretty. And over here to the south of our complex is the Navy SEALs training camp, which is kind of fun to watch those guys. And to the other side, to the north of us, is the famous Del Coronado Hotel. And a lot of presidents have stayed there. And it, it's just, it's stunningly beautiful. And then a very quaint little town, very sweet little town with a lot 
lot of stores and all that type of thing. So my husband and I had a place over here years ago. And so my daughter was here as an infant and my son was nine at the time. And so I have a lot of good old family memories. And then you and I bought ours two years ago, almost. Yeah. Two years ago this winter. Pretty good thing. Very good thing. Because you like to golf. Yeah. So that works out pretty well. So then this year, I don't know why I did, but I thought it would be fun to have Christmas over here. We always have Christmas on the ranch, which I love because I love seeing my horses Christmas morning. And I was told as a child that all the horses kneel down on Christmas Eve at midnight in honoring the birth of Jesus. And so I always go down on Christmas morning and sure enough, my horses all have sawdust on their knees. So, you know, I haven't found too many heathen horses yet. Most of them have sawdust on their knees, so they work out pretty well. And so this year we decided to do this over here and have our family Christmas over here in Coronado. So we rented another one bedroom. Our place is a one bedroom here in a one of the towers. We rented another one bedroom and we did three different sort of groups, I guess, for the month. So the first was our son, Kevin, and his wife, Paula, who are from Houston. And they flew out and spent a week with us. And that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You it was have- just way too short. Way too short, always, yeah. yeah. You went golfing with Kev, and uh, we ate in every restaurant we could get into. (laughs) Right, right. Of course. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's impossible not to eat too much here. And just spent a lot of good family time. Played Clue one night, a board game, and just time that none of us have uh, during the year. My schedule is so jam-packed that it's really tricky for us to get together for long periods of time. They come in for weekends occasionally, and we'll make it out there for a weekend occasionally and like that. Now, the week that we're recording this, my T-Boss staff is out here, and they're feeling spoiled and having fun and staying. Their condo's on the 10th floor of the building that they're in, and it looks directly at the Dell without to your left is the beach, and you can hear all the waves at night. It's so nice. And to the right at the same balcony, but to the right is the city of San Diego's lights at night and the beautiful bay. So has gorgeous views on the one that we uh, leased for the month. And so they're having fun. They're exploring town. They just went for a lobster sandwich. So they're in town having fun, going to the post office and I getting thought we a, just ate breakfast. We did, but they went, they showed me a picture. They were having a lobster sandwich already. So yeah, so they're having fun. I'm taking them out for Mexican food tonight. So they're going to be full. That's for sure. And then the second half of this month will be our son, Cody, and his wife, Kathy, and their twins uh, out for a couple weeks. And they're the mountain bikers. If you guys have been following our podcast, you know they're the professional mountain bikers that are so amazing around the world. And uh, so they're out for a couple weeks. And Cody used to train out here as a mountain biker when he was in his early 20s. So it's kind of a coming home for him. And he loves it out here. And you guys are going to play golf too. Yeah. Yeah, for fun. So yeah, it's a busy time. When I do my Gestalt equine work, I'm very blessed to have a graduate out here, Vivian Thwaites, and she has a beautiful website and practice card 
Art, Soul, and Horses in Escondido, California. So if you're looking for somebody to work with out here, definitely tune into Vivian. I'm out here a few months of the year and I do see private clients out here at Vivian's farm and I do a training, what we call a core training for our equine gestalt coaching program out here in January. So it's been a lot of fun. What else have we been doing? Oh, I know. Yesterday we had a little trip into Chula Vista. Yeah, you went to see some people that buy your card deck, correct? Yeah, so when I first put my card deck, Whispers from a Horse's Heart, when I first put that card deck out into the world, I had worked so hard and so long on it and you know, did everything I could to bring something really moving and, and beautiful and healing into the world that showed my love of horses and horses love of all of us. And so I put the deck out and one of the first wholesalers to pick it up and support me was this new Century Press. So I hadn't met them. I was in Colorado. They were here in Southern California. I didn't really pay attention to where and I signed a contract and we've been wholesaling decks to them since 2001. And I thank New Century Press for being such a loyal customer and client for us and pushing that deck out into the world. Well, they reached out and they needed to get, uh, they wanted to order 50 more decks to go out to their stores and we all, both our end and their end, looked at the shipping and gasped because ever since the pandemic, shipping has been incredibly expensive, no matter how you ship. Most of you know that because you're shipping Christmas presents around, so I don't have to tell you. It's really gone up a lot to ship things. And I saw that they were located in Chula Vista. So I told my staff gals, I said, you know what? Our place in Coronado is like 10 miles from that. We will run the, we'll take them in our truck with the dogs and all of our stuff out to California when we go, and we'll just deliver them over there to them. So they were really happy about that and said, could they meet me and have lunch? And so that's what we did. They brought in lunch and we sat and had just an incredible visit with uh, Susan from New Century Press. And I didn't know the history of that company. It was pretty cool. It, it was a Dr. Clark who is now on the other side of the veil, but she had some very unique healing principles and some very unique healing modalities and supplements and such. So she was putting that out into the world in her brilliance and had written some books and therefore started New Century Press because she had written her books. And she, before she passed, she had this big company going and she had selected my deck because she felt that it would be the best support. A lot of her clientele were people that were dealing with cancer or dealing with, you know, recurring illnesses and such. And she loved my deck and felt that my deck was a really important healing modality and support for her people who had illnesses. So I just learned that yesterday that that's why she selected my deck. That's pretty cool. Oh, and that's then, very and then cool. She was boss. Well, you were having a discussion with the person you were there Susan, with. Susan, uh-huh, her rep, yeah. And then you started talking about the vibration. Oh, yeah, it was so fun. It was quite the conversation. Yeah, so you were... 
Yeah. Yeah, because they're kind of in alternative medicine. And so Susan was sort of testing me out. She had looked at my website. She's sort of testing me out, I think, a little bit. Uh, And she said, well, part of Dr. Clark's belief system had to do with the, the vibrational field of the body. And I said, oh my gosh, Susan, that's what I do with the horses because they're so high vibrationally sensitive. And that's a lot of what horses bring to the physical healing of people and the balancing of the human body. So just so much fun to get into that conversation. And she was fascinated with my work with the horses and how we do that with tuning forks and how we do it with vibrational sound and vibrational chakras in the body. And I was fascinated in their work. So it was it was fun. It was kismet, as they say. It was really fun to meet her and to hear the backstory of this company that supported our deck right from the get-go. I think it was hot off the press, maybe 60 days when they picked up the deck. I'm very grateful to New Century Press, to New Leaf, to Amazon, to all the stores. There's a wonderful little store on the East Coast called the Enchanted Fox, and they have purchased my deck for resale in their stores for that same 20 years. And so, you know, that means a lot to me to to help get that project out. It's a little like birthing a baby, you know, and you you send it out in the world and you wonder where it goes. Well, it's traveled everywhere to all these different countries and all these different people. And we actually have a, um, I haven't heard from them in a while, but I have a veterinarian, equine veterinarian in Arizona. And he used to buy the deck for a gift when he had to euthanize somebody's horse because it had gotten old or ill or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he would leave them the deck as a part of their healing. I always thought that was so kind of him to do, to give the, you know, give them something that could help with their grief. And so that was pretty cool. And I had another lady who was a producer of documentaries and she used to have parties in her home here in California, actually, and have parties in her home. And she had a big like farm table, large dining table, and she could seat 16 people at the table. So that's a big table. And she would spread the cards, paintings up, Jan Taylor's beautiful artwork, and she'd spread the cards down the center of the table, like where most people would put the platters of food, you know? And she'd she'd spread the cards up and down, and as people were having their drink and and starting into their meal, everybody selected a card and then shared what the card meant to them, which was such a beautiful opening oh, for a yeah. bunch of people who don't yeah. know each other. It's a nice way to connect. So, Well, then uh, New Century said they were going to also set you up with some bookstores here in San Diego <laughs> for you to speak at. Well, once I was yapping for an hour with her, she said, I bet you're a really good public speaker. And I said, I think I am. I mean, I've been told that and I enjoy doing it and I love meeting people in that way. And she said, said, well, we have bookstores right here in San Diego area, and we'd love to have you come back and speak. So in April and August, I believe, she's going to set up some places for me to speak and uh, speak about the deck and then also about horses and and all of that. She got pretty wise, though. She didn't invite me. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I I don't even know if I could have you there when I do public speaking anymore because you're you're rowdy, you yeah. know, you're well, kind of rowdy. Yeah, not rowdy, but, you know. I, I think you're rowdy. Yeah. I want you there, and I also... Don't want me want there. want you quiet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want you 
you there and I want you quiet. And that doesn't go together yeah, very well. Right. You and quiet doesn't go together. No, you'll be there. You know you'll be there. Yesterday, you were the CEO. CEO of what? Carry everything out. No, yeah. <laughs> You carried in all the boxes, the cards for me. <laughs> Isn't that what that stands for? Carry everything yeah. out? I think so. Yeah. Oh, that was good. Yeah. Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our equine gestaltist program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our master equine gestaltist program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. So we have a ton of stuff in our truck right now. Yeah. And that's for a gig that we're doing in Queen Creek, Arizona in January. And it is the art of the cowgirl. It is an expo. I have not done this expo uh, myself yet, but one of the graduates from our program, Jamie Stoltzfus, invited me to come there and speak and do two or three demonstrations of my work. So I'll actually be doing public demos of what I do. As I understand it, most of the Art of the Cowgirl exhibitors there are either photographers or artists or trainers, you know, people that are producing products for horses, that type of thing. And my friend Kimberly Beer, she says they have doubled in attendance records every single year, and she loves the event. And I know a lot of our Touch by Horse uh, community are planning to attend it this year. So I'll be out there, Queen Creek, Arizona, middle of January 2023. It's in Queen Creek, Arizona, and you can Google it to see when I'm speaking, what days, and also just come out and enjoy that event. So we'd love to. And if you've heard our podcast and that's how you're meeting me, please tell me that and Dane will be there. So, hey, I, But I know, uh, especially from Kim, because she does this gorgeous work. If she's there and people are, you know, purchasing her work. Yeah then I know it, it has some value. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, Natalie McFarland, our videographer that's doing all the videographer for our equine facilitator program, they're there, Kevin and Natalie. So lots of lots of people that we know in the community of horses will be there, and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Queen Creek is south and east of Phoenix, a little over an hour. So you fly into Phoenix International, it's called Sky Harbor Airport. And, you know, come on out to Queen Creek. So it'd be great to see everybody out there. So that is a big part. We're out here to do some training. We're out here for family time. December's kind of my only semi-quiet month where I'm not doing a lot of in-person training and that type of thing. So it's nice to have a family time and get some balance back and work on my own health and all of that. The only downfall is we 
seem to be ingesting a lot of dog hair. Hey, lighten up <laughs> on my dogs, lighten up on my dogs. So we have those two big, beautiful Bernice Mountain dogs, the loves of my travel life, and they come with us to this one-bedroom condo. And I post on my Facebook sometimes a picture of our big male. His name is Telluride. We call him Telly. And he tells me almost every day about this time when he's been here about two weeks, because he has to be on a leash everywhere here. They're on a leash. And at home, they're not. They're loose all over the ranch, having a good time, playing with goats and chickens and horses and stuff. So out here, he tells me all the time, Mama, you know I'm a Bernie's mountain dog, not a Bernie's beach dog. But once a year, well, it is twice a year, but once a year, it's really bad. They do what's called blowing coat. And so our female, Hanyul, she is blowing coat right now. So she is getting rid of her coat so she can bring in this new glossy pretty coat. It's everywhere. And it's tough. And we're eating coat. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing coat, sneezing coat, eating coat. Have to vacuum it, you know, oh, once a day. Constant, yeah. constant. The other day I swept the floor. I thought, okay, I'm going to sweep it all up. There was a lot of it. I sweep it all up and we'll have it all clean. And she shook. All she did was like, oh, the floor looks good, mom. She shakes real hard. Poof, there's hair everywhere again. So it's bad. But that's only for about a week to 10 days once a year that it's like that. So we can tolerate it. We, we're, all, we shall we're almost see. we're almost done. We're we almost done. See. Are you counting the days? Yeah. You turkey. You're counting yeah. the days. Well, I thought I would give a little gift to all of the moms out there who have small children and are dealing with the holidays because I don't know if it's unified for all moms, but when I was a mom with young children, uh, the holidays are a double-edged sword. On one side, nothing makes the holidays more fun than little children and how magical it is for them and seeing Santa and the lights. And, you know, we're all so happy when we can give them a gift for Christmas and decorate a tree and all those wonderful memory things that Hallmark does such a good job of showing on, you know, lifetime television, right? And everywhere you go, all the stores want you to think of it that way. But at least my experience and most of my close women friends' experiences was that it was the most stressful time of year that there was. And yeah, because without the moms, it, it's just there wouldn't not, be, not, it's not pretty and it just doesn't work. Wouldn't be a holiday. Yeah. That's right. Because by the time you're decorating and you're wrapping packages and you're buying everything for everybody in the family and you're making sure your lists are right and planning the food and planning the meals and making sure the guest room sheets are clean. I mean, it's an endless list for most women. It's just an endless, endless list. And so I found myself a lot of times when I was young, in my 20s with young kids, boy, I, I it was tough. It was really a double-edged sword, whether I loved Christmas or I couldn't stand Christmas, you know, not not the holiday itself, but the, the, the month before it and the week after it were really rough. And one of the things that we do at TBA as gestaltists is we have a practice and I encourage my students who are in training with me 
to do it several times a day so they can learn how to bring themselves to a centered, grounded, peaceful state rapidly. So before they sit down with a client, they do this ritual. And the good news is the ritual is 60 to 90 seconds long. So I don't know that I'm sure there's some young moms that have it a lot more together than I did who have time to do yoga and meditate and write in their journal during December, but I didn't have that kind of time. That's for darn sure. So something that's 60 to 90 seconds, I would have been able to pull off. Can the dads do it too? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do the dads get stressed at Christmas? Maybe of course. About, what about the visa bill or something? Exactly. And you how, know, if and the, the beer, lights if the, and the beer, tree and the, if the this. beer's in the fridge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's true. The lights in the tree. Although then, you know, some man, I'm sure, invented those fake trees with the lights already built in. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Love it. Yeah. But now you need to invent that on the house. The lights that go on the house, you could have like the well, board. They have, they have the thing where you, and you just stick it out in the yard. The board. You stick it out in the yard and it goes... Yeah, but that's the not the same. That's not the yeah, same. But couldn't you invent like a board? What's the board called uh, off the roof? What's that board called? The fascia board? I guess. <laughs> you turkey. <laughs> well, you could have one side's lit and one side's not. So all you'd have to do is flip the board around, right? Because I know you guys hate doing the lights. But, you know, men will fix it. Uh, so far, there's no such thing as somebody that will do all your shopping for you and think up all the gifts that everybody's going to love. So well, that's just, called mom. Just, just think pre-Amazon. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I shop a lot online, as you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. As you know, it's a... Amazon's our daily delivery around here. Well, anyway, back to the 60 to 90 second thing. See, you are such a distraction. Okay. No, you're good. <laughs> here, you do it with me when I lead them through it. You do it with me and tell me how you feel when it's done. Okay? Okay. So it is called I and Thou, which is T-H-O-U, by the way, would be the spelling of it. And there's lots of versions of it, but the one I think would be the handiest at the holidays and very easy to learn is you're going to bring your focus to something in your physical body and then your focus into your environment. So it's easy. You can do it waiting in line at the grocery store when you've got 300 carts in front of you to stand patiently for. You can do it with your eyes open and paying attention. You could do it driving, but please be very careful if you're driving a car listening to this podcast probably not the time to do it. But mostly you could do it when you wake up, do it when you're ready to lose your cool with your kids. I mean, anytime you feel like you're on that double-edged sword, you can do this. So I'm going to take you through it 60 to 90 seconds. All right. So first start by taking a deep breath in and out and bring your attention to your literal heartbeat. See if you can hear and feel the heartbeat of your own heart. And now gently slide your attention to include the noises around you, the natural noise around you. Bring your attention to your vertebrae or your backbone. It supports you all day long. Find your backbone, all your vertebrae. And gently shift your attention to any scents or smells around you.
and bring your attention to your lungs, breathing air deep within your lungs and slowly out. And when you're ready, open your eyes. So how do you feel doing that for 60 seconds? It's refreshing. Refreshing, that's a word for it. Yeah. I think it brings us to the present moment, settles everything down. And so it's about eight to 10 seconds in each sector. You can go to your heartbeat. This is what I did to the, you can go to the temperature around you, then back to your lungs with your breathing, and then back out to something visually you see, you know, in and out your environment and your body, anything on your body, your tired feet that have carried you around all day, spend 10 seconds wiggling your toes, and then back out to everything in front of you that is green in color. So however you want to do it, it goes slow and easy and just into your body and out to your environment. So I hope that helps some people take a grip and hold on <laughs> during the holidays. We'll be back to do another podcast with you. We haven't been doing them over in California very often, but we are doing them while we're over here these two months, and we're very happy to do that. We want to thank Hope Through Horses for their continued support of this podcast. They do a partial scholarship to this podcast, making it possible every month. Please go to Hope Through Horses. If this is your time of year to do a donation, even a small one means that you like this podcast and you really appreciate what we're putting out into the world. Wherever you are in the world, thank you for listening and we'll be back as soon as we can with you hopefully to brighten your day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303 303- Four four zero seven one two five. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.